Welcome, everybody, to Hidden Guardians Podcast, your only podcast hosted by actual Hidden Guardians. Today on the show, we're going to go over Season of the Splicer, Week 1, and what we thought of it. We're talking about the intro story, the override six-player matchmate activity, that new helm location that we have, new guns that we got our hands on, armor pieces, including the exotic ones, the new seasonal artifact stuff, anything else that comes to our mind, and if their time permits, we're going to talk about Returnal finally, because Venge and I have been playing this and... We have, like, I'm sure a lot we want to chat about. <laughs> the game's freaking wild, and I love it. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm Outrider, and joined, as always, by Venge and Bacon. How you doing, boys? I'm tired. Playing a bunch of fucking yeah. Destiny. <laughs> yeah. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. I've played a lot and this week, too. 70. As much as, gee, oh, God, help me. <laughs> I'm not that I haven't played that much. All right. Uh, I, for me, I played. I feel like I played a lot this week and now I just got like smacked down. It's like, you noob, fuck you. You know, that that's how it yeah. felt when I'm level 70. Look inside of my e dick. You know, it's like, come on. It's fucking huge, dude. Look at me. I know. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> It's like that picture, you know, like you have Outrider's face, the shadow looming over it. You know, it's like Bacon's on the other side of the camera. It's like, God, get it away from me. <laughs> uh, but uh, interestingly enough, guys, uh, the topics I went over in the intro, before we even recorded this week, and we were already considering doing this because I put up on our Discord what we were going to do, and it's this. Rogue Nine, our friend of our show, um, actually suggested the same things to me in a DM. So it's like great minds think alike, apparently. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, can you go over what you think about first week? It's like, dude, that's it. You got your sneak preview because that's what we were going to do anyways. So let's get into it. Love it. Now, when you load in for the first time, you, you kind of get this nice little intro story and this wonderful... I, I actually really enjoyed the intro cinematic with uh, Miserax Kel trying to save a group of free, uh, fleeing, you know, Elixni from being shot at. And they're kind of chatting back and forth as he's protecting them because the, the Guardian's inbound, basically you. And just that one line that kind of hit me, it's like, can we trust the Guardian? And he says, no. <laughs> I was like, yeah. he that's, he's was right. Like a- I was about to punch those goddamn babies. I don't even give a oh, damn. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I, I, mean, can, I was I can, looking for them. I was like, where the hell are they? <laughs> I can give Bacon credit. He is consistent. He said at the end of last show, he was going to punch those babies. Started this show, he's talking about punching babies. Congratulations. I couldn't punch the babies. I went over there to, to their thing, and I was like, I can't melee. So I was like, this season is over for me. Yeah, you're level seventy. Okay, yeah, come man. on, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's it's over, dude. I couldn't punch a baby. Freak that. But what, what what did you guys think? You know, where you're working with Mithrax, and that very opening mission on Europa during the snowstorm, and then he opens the portal into the Vex network directly, and you have to go in there. Thought it was kind of neat. It was freaking wild. I wish I could I see the ex- face of the guardian. God damn. 
You drop down in there, you're in the network. It's got that awesome 80s looking aesthetic with like the neon colors and whatnot, and that synth music playing. You're going through, you defeat the boss at the end, and then a huge ass electric laser wall starts chasing you. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get the fuck out. <laughs> did, did you did you also like how you know when the portal opened for you to escape, you yeeted yourself right off the side of the edge like I did? <laughs> Yep, <laughs> that was embarrassing. That was embarrassing because that was that was a total troll. Yeah, you you guys did see what what actually if you did not go through the portal, what happened, right? You did see yeah, it, did. right? I've I've yeah. heard about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about it. I mean, it's there because I, there's no. I don't think there's any way to like replay that mission, so you can't see it. But if you weren't dumb enough, like we all naturally, instinctively would, just go through the portal because that was be our way out. Um, if you didn't go through the portal and you turned around, the laser wall stopped coming. And all of a sudden, you see all these other taken, uh, well, excuse me, Vex mines coming in. But one enormous one is in the background, and it looks like it has arms on it, and it also looks like it's taken. Mm-hmm. And you see it very briefly, and then you get pulled out by Mithrax. Now, if that's the case, that's a taken mind called Curia, I think. Q U I R I A, I think it is. Korea. Yeah. And that was taken by Oryx. It was given to Savathun. And it was used to help cause the curse of the Dreaming City, if I remember correctly. Things are tying together. The March for the Witch Queen expansion begins with Season of the Splicer officially. Yep. That's pretty damn cool, too. Yeah, so if you ran through it like I did and whatnot and didn't see somebody else going, oh my God, did you see it? And you have to investigate it as to what it is because you already went past that point. You can't see it again. Mm-hmm. Now, knowing that, dear listeners, you know, that's pretty crazy that a taken Vex mind might be the cause of the what's happened in the last city. That's pretty damn bad. That's Savathun making some plan, plays against us right there. Oh, absolutely. So definitely intro story is awesome. I I loved it. I love the interaction when you got back to uh, the last city itself, specifically the Bosda ruins, which is where the final area of Scourge of the Past raid happens. It's been turned into the refugee camp for the House of Light. I thought that was really cool too. Did you like that? Um, oh God, what the hell is the, the boss called at the end? I want. To, I always want to call it Optimus Prime, and I know that's uh, not the case. Insurrection Prime, Insurrection Prime, is there in a junk pile with its servitor ripped out of it. I thought that was neat. And there's all those lore points you can interact the, yeah, with. Yeah, the lore interactions, and I, I didn't see who was like narrating them, but I thought it was really cool to have. They were recording. The it was like, it's like Lord. yeah. It's 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 Mithrax's daughter. Oh, is it Ido? Is that yeah, Ido? Mm-hmm. Okay, named after Sears Ido. Yeah, yeah. She's the one narrating all that, and you get to find out more about the Elixni in. It just take a few minutes going around where if you've played Scourge of the Past, where the map room is and the level above it. There's all these. I think there's like six or eight total points to interact with up there and you get a recording for each and you learn more about the Elixni than I've ever learned about from uh, the Elixni in the entirety of the destiny game. 
Yeah, and it was really cool that it was like full on narrated. Also, yeah, yeah, I thought that was no a lore really, cards in the really anything. Thing. And Lakshmi too has returned, and she's the representative for the people of the last city. And they're like, we don't want Tilixni here. You can't trust them. We've seen the future. They're going to cause our destruction since they're in here now. Yeah, it's like. Dude, there's so many voice actors in this season. We have Saint, we have Osiris, we have um, Lakshmi, we have uh, Mithrax, we have Ido, we have... Uh, we haven't had Zavala say anything new yet. Crow hasn't said anything new yet. Ikora. Yeah, Ikora. She's saying stuff. That's six people. That's phen- That's phenomenal. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool to see a bunch of voices come back. Yeah, I, I was definitely happy. It was kind of crazy to see. I feel like Twitter exploded when they found out that Lakshmi Two is back in the game. Yeah, and it's the the voice actress for Lakshmi Two mm-hmm. returned, and she even put out there, "Yes, Guardians, I'm back." You know, it's like that's cool. directed at Paul Tassi too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, Paul Tassi, I am back in Destiny the game. <laughs> yeah, so, Forbes is official uh, Destiny scribe boy, you know. <laughs> we love him. He he actually does a lot of good work for reporting on Destiny and his uh, thought pieces and op-eds both on Forbes and on his own YouTube channel. They're all very good to watch. If anything, it feels like somebody that actually plays this game is paying attention to this game. You know, and it, it's it's a nice feeling to have out there. Yeah, I like Paul. So I, I will say one thing. I was when I was looking around the ruins and I saw the the image that they painted on the wall to ward off what they would tell the the hatchlings. So this this symbol will ward off the the guardians. And I'm looking at it, going, "Oh, oh, wow." And so it, it's yeah. really one of those, oh, we, we are the bad guys, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's a stylized Saint-14 helmet. And if you know the history of Saint-14, there's plenty of videos out there. I think my name is Bife did one for um, the uh, season where we saved Saint-14. Mm-hmm. Talking about his history with the fall and everything else. It makes sense that the ultimate monster for the Elixni people is Saint-14. Yeah. Because he Saint-14 to them was like the Terminator to Sarah Connor. That's I think that's... An, right there. The, yeah, shut up. I think that's, <laughs> that's a fair comparison. Jesus. <laughs> good man right there. That's a good man right there, especially in that <laughs> one war piece where he just Kill slammed him. his ch- his head into somebody's chest. Fuck oh, those goddamn elixies. <laughs> man, Bacon out here with all the, the opinions. Oh my god, Bacon. <laughs> your your hot your hot takes are extra spicy and genocidally today. Jeez, I'm man. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I I think overall we all kind of like the story, especially Bacon for you know like you know, not being able to punch the fallen hatchlings and stuff like that. He especially loved those moments. So I was waiting for it. Shit pissed me off, dude. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. You're not gonna be able to do it. 
They're too cute. They're going to sell a plushie for it. You can't do that. <laughs> but the core loop for the season right now, at the start of the season, is the override six-player match-made activity. Uh, right now, the only location that we have is on Europa. That's going to change over the weeks. We're going to get more locations to do override missions as they go. You activate it on a node on the new Helm map that's separate from the tower. It has its own little node on the director. So you go into this, and I'm sitting there going, all right, what's this going to be like? Activate the center, uh, the conflux at the beginning. A couple ports show up. Pink modes are dropping everywhere. It's like, oh, it's like Gambit. It's like Season of Arrivals. That event. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, I like that event in Season of Arrivals. I thought it was fun. But then... Yeah, when, yeah uh, Contact, I think, was the name of the event in Season of Arrivals. But th- yeah. th- this this is much more involved than Contact. Because once you dunk enough moats, a portal opens, a Vex portal opens, and people can go into it if you want. And you enter into the Vex network where you kill a champion and get this big, powerful node that you take out and then dunk it in to help you hack the system faster. And then you have the Oracle showing up and you have to shoot them out. So you're accelerating this process. So the more teamwork that you produce not just killing and dunking moats, but doing these other things, the faster you get done with this process. And yep. I really appreciate that. that yeah, uh, we, go ahead. Well, that, that we can actually take more of a direct control as to how long we want to be in this event. Mm-hmm. I like that. I haven't even got to the second part of it yet. But what what did you want to say about you know this the initial the first half of this? Uh, I just think that the uh, the whole thing itself is pretty cool, and I do like like you just said that we have so much control over how fast it goes, and yeah, just being in the Vex network and it feels really trony, mm-hmm. and it's it's awesome. I just like it a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, and and that that that's the second part is once we you know dunk enough of these moats the portal gets kicked uh, opens up and we get thrown down into the vex network and then the entire thing changes when you get into the vex network mm-hmm. from that point it changes from we're dunking moats and playing gambit to now we're in an obstacle course mhm a very cool-looking obstacle course, too. That, that whole Vex Network future synthwave aesthetic. The music's playing. Uh, and, you know, you have laser walls. You have huge laser grids coming after you. You have all these weird jumps you got to make. You know, div- platforms disappearing. I'm sitting there going, this is neat. And then you start realizing when you upgrade your gauntlet, there's little green locations that you can come up and interact with that if you have the node unlocked on the gauntlet, will produce platforms out of nothing that are permanent that bypass some of the challenges. Because you're getting better at hacking the network. Mm -hmm. 
I love that synergy between the the little seasonal doodad that we get to level up, you know, to help with our loot grind for the season because we kind of need that. Working with the actual event itself. Yeah, I agree. Freaking I think awesome. that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Bacon, what did you what did you think overall with um the override event? You've done it. Oh, dude, I, I've been playing the hell out of that goddamn thing. It's actually pretty freaking fun. Yeah, it's like I was I was playing it, and it kind of reminded me of the of the of that same thing of season override was when you go through that one uh of that other six man activity up up both with like a with um with just looking shiny. And all colorful and looking nice. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, like the first couple of times, I was like, what the hell am I doing? Why am I dying? Why are these lasers kicking my ass? Yeah. And all you had to do was just upgrade a little bit. And now I'm just flying through them. The rewards? Oh, my freaking God. Oh, well, we'll get to those. Because some of those guns are like chef kiss, dude. Dude. They the armor, really are. I'm telling you, I'm the armor guy. That freaking warlock piece! Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's so cool. <laughs> well, I, I I don't play a warlock because I respect myself, so I will <laughs> have to check it out later in the season. But I'll take your word on it. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, sorry, sorry to all piece. the warlocks out there. Oh, no self-respecting person would just play a warlock. Oh my god. <laughs> I apologize to all the warlocks that actually listen to this. You guys have no class, no class at all. <laughs> that's right. I'm a. That's right. I'm a triple jump shotgun ape. I admit it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> no, but it, it, it it's really it, the event is great. Override is great. I am looking forward to when the prestige expunge event goes live. Mm-hmm. That that should be coming soon. But I think next week we get another override also. So we will have to see like a new location for it because there should be like a new story component coming next week as well. I know I got the roadmap here right in front of me. Let's see. May 18th, Iron Banner, Override Moon. Okay, so the weekly Pinnacle mission will start on May 25th. That looks like when we'll see Expunge coming into being. But at least we'll now have an override activity on the moon next week on the 18th. So just a couple days. That's not bad. That's not bad. And I, Bacon said it himself, he playing the hell out of this. I was playing the hell out of this this week. So I think there's a good amount of replayability here, just like the Contact event. I played Contact through the entirety of Season of Arrivals, and that was extended because Beyond Light was delayed, and I still played Contact. I liked it that much. Contact was a really fun event, and I'm glad that this one kind of rivals that and adds replayability to what we're we're doing. Yeah, I, I agree, and I hope the... New area when we get onto the moon one when you know it goes live on the 18th. That when you get into the Vex network, there's some different looking challenges in there too, mm-hmm. different layouts of stuff to really kind of change things up. I, I think that'll be fun. They keep adding more and more bits that they can just kind of randomly throw at us, you know. That I, I'll be very happy, make them all challenging. Now, you know, we like Override. That new helm location that we got. 
Yep. You know, the one wing opened up finally. The Elixni have taken into it. I kind of thought that we would see a couple in there. What I didn't expect was the sheer volume of them in there, plus interacting with human techs. Yeah, that was that was weird to see. That was cool to see too. <laughs> like the guys are taking, like the humans are taking notes on stuff. The Elixir are showing them things, like technology. It looks like they're like comparing notes. Yeah, and I I love to see it. I love to see it. You know, if if the entire thing with this year four of Destiny two. The, the March to the Witch Queen expansion coming in 2022 is us building alliances with some of the other races that we've been warring with for a while. I think they're doing a damn good job with it. The Elixir especially right now, just my early thoughts right now, they're doing a damn good job with it. I agree. And uh, you see it. They, they've taken over this wing. It looks... It kind of had that Tangled Shore vibe to me. Like, I'm talking OG Destiny 1 Tangled Shore uh, space. Sure. Yeah. Except for the um, the color scheme is still the, you know, the green and the purple and some of the blues and stuff. It's very mm-hmm. cool looking. Uh, we have this Looking gigantic servitor that we interact with. You know, that's where we upgrade our gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the little location on the a separate bench where we can have our little um, hollow vid chats with the people this season. So we have one with Lakshmi too this week. We don't know who else we're going to be talking with coming up. What's so funny? No, it's just Lakshmi. I just, I just really like her just mm-hmm. because I watched the expanse. Yeah, and she and she's like I think like the VP or like president of like Earth. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And then like I just know that she's just a badass in that show. And then I see her here, I'm like, oh Jesus! I'm like one day but I'm she... gonna hear the I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna hear her say, "Man, fuck!" And damn, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be great. <laughs> and she and she's also and she's also an elected official here too. She's a representative. Of the people of the city, so she's technically another politician as well. I find that kind of funny between her character on the expanse and this one. It's cool. And in addition to you know doing the splicer gauntlet, which you have to complete the override activity, you get reclaimed data. Um, the first there's like three levels to it: green, blue, and purple. Green tier is all 100 per unlock. And there's one node at the end that is a question mark that's corrupted data that Misrax is working on. Uh, purple has two lockouts that you can't use, and blue has two lockouts you can't use. But it's like 100 on the top row, 300 on the next row, on the blue row, 500 each on the purple row. Oh, damn. It takes a lot. I do like the activity. I think when you hit uh, Bacon, you've already hit like something on your season pass if you're ranked 70 already, where you've already got one. I think it's like at 52 or 54, you get something that increases the amount of reclaimed data that you get. There's like three of them. It's like 52, 72, and 92 or something like that. You go from 45 to 50 in that first one? Well, the first one is 35, my friend. 
You only get 35. Oh, well, I got 50 then. <laughs> well, you're at, boost, you're at 70 something. You're at 70 something. Yeah. So you probably got two of these things unlocked. I have none of them unlocked. So I'm a weenie that only gets 35, from, you know, for finishing. <laughs> sucks. But it's all right. You know, I, I can see myself playing through it. Uh, we also get another selection of the prismatic recaster. That's where you take the dirty, dirty, dirty umbral engrams and have them focused into the new loot. And uh, the old ones there too. So if you if you still are doing stuff with um, the hammer of tribute and uh, the battlegrounds, you can select it when you go in there. It's like last season and current season. Now the prismatic recaster stuff. There's a lot of future war cult weapons in it, obviously, because we're dealing with the future war cult this year, this season. I mean. Mm. But the grind to unlock these nodes for me is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. It is. Again, it is get a percentage. Again, it feels like you don't get 1% movement after doing so many, like, kills with a particular weapon. And then all of a sudden you'll get like a lot of movement on it and then it'll go back to nothing. It just feels erratic. And seriously, if it's like you need to get 1500 kills with a, you know, sidearm to unlock the sidearm thing that you can focus from either future war cult or the individual one that you can focus with the um, pulse rifle for the, you know, elixir seasonal weapons. You know, I, I want the, the solid number. I don't want a percentage. Yeah, percentage it, is it, always kind of frustrating to have to work with because you yeah. just never know what you're actually progressing. It, it just feels like such a chore to unlock some of these things. <clears throat> Though in the defense of this season's Prismatic Recaster, which I, I'm not... I haven't actually really started using it because, number one, to focus your engrams, it requires the reclaimed data that you get from yeah. the override events to as the fuel. And I'm going to put that in my gauntlet first. So I'm not going to be focusing anything till later this season mm-hmm. when that gauntlet's filled out. But secondly, it's an insane amount to do. And there was a little bit of an error where even the one that's only 25 was taking double. Mm-hmm. Yep. They fixed that. I'm going to say right now that that's been repaired. Don't worry about it. I'm just bringing that up as a problem from like the first two days of this new season. Mm-hmm. But it's it it's such a grind. I get it. It's supposed to be for the season, but at least let me see the hard number that I need to hit instead of just feeling like I'm making zero progress. I'd rather see something going up. And not think about it's a percentage, but rather, oh, yeah, I've gotten 10 kills. That's 10 more kills instead of, oh, yeah, I did 10 kills and the number didn't move. Third of a percent, yeah. It feels bad, man, when you're doing that. It does, yeah. But to defend, as I started to say, to defend the recaster this time, the most expensive things to focus are the armor pieces at the bottom. Not the guns. For me, the guns are more important. For Bacon, he's going to be hoarding data to focus engrams to get better rolls on this armor that he loves. Right? 
I'm yeah, not wrong. I mean, I'm almost done with the with the glove. Yeah. I just need the purple. The purple yeah. is the most expensive freaking thing there. But once that's five hundred each, that's freaking insane. I'm not and, and like I'm not even worried about the ammo one. Mm-hmm. But I'm still gonna need two thousand of them suckers. Yeah, it's gonna be a while. Yeah, I I got into the blue. I have two things of blue unlocked on my gauntlet. The one that uh, gives you an extra drop during the week out of the mm-hmm. uh, the, the unlockable chest that you need the uh, ether key to purchase, and the one that allows you to get more an ether upgrade. So when you're out in the field and doing strikes or whatever, the the weekly thing is that says you get an improved ether chance. You can refill your ether for, to use the glove. I I have those right now. But that's it. I don't have anything else. I think I'm going to unlock the purple ether one first before I do anything else. So I really can just generate a lot and then just go from there. It's going to take time. I don't mind that it's going to take time. I, I just don't like per- seeing a percentage instead of seeing a raw data when you know you're just doing X number of kills. Trust me, I've done it. I've done them all. And it takes a long freak. I was in a Shattered Throne. I'm not even going to lie. I was I in there. And I was in there for like, I want to say just a good straight, probably like four, five hours, six hours around there. Mm-hmm. Just none but doing the same crap over and over. It, it takes a long time. It takes a long <laughs> fucking time. Don't get me started on how many public events you have to do that are heroic. Or oh, how many lost sectors you have to clear. You know, I, it, <laughs> I wish they would just say I, I'm. I'm estimating that the lost the, the public event one is like fifty. Do you have to do? Do you guys want to know how much you you guys got to do? Yeah, go ahead. All right, on the on lost sectors, you got to do fifty. Uh huh. On the patrols, you got to do twenty five. I already did that. On the heroic public events, is fifty. Uh huh. And I think those are the only ones that have like the numbers to it. Yeah, but so it, 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 just it percentages. Yeah, it's just a number though, but it doesn't say zero out of fifty. You got me? No, you just got to go. No, no. I, I wish they would actually include it. It's like how many fucking things you have to do to complete this. You know that that's the point I'm trying to make because I would like to actually know what my target is instead of a random percentage. I want to mm-hmm. know the exact number or. For those ones, it's like just start doing them and fill the bars. Like now, I'm guesstimating how many I'd have to do. Good thing I pretty much guessed that 50 was the magic number for the heroic public events. That just it's a little quibble that I have with uh, sharing visual information with the player that I I kind of would like to have. What do you think of the uh, overall the the splicer gauntlet and the prismatic recaster stuff? I mean, it it feels like it's the same stuff that we've been dealing with before, and I don't really feel like there's a lot of improvements to it. Yeah, I don't I don't have a lot of playtime um, this season, just because I've been. Well, you're going to be moving move. soon. Yeah, you're going to be moving soon. So but we should we should have just kicked you off the podcast this week. I haven't. <laughs> I uh, I haven't really done a ton for recasting, just because, like you said, it's it's not worth early on. I feel like to use it when you want to get the upgrades on the gauntlet. Uh, it does. It feels pretty similar to what we've had, which is fine. Um, 
it seems like the the gauntlet is pretty good from what I've seen from people's like reaction to it, but there's also a lot of people that are upset that it's another seven by three grid. Yeah. And it's like that part hasn't really changed at all when all the times we've had these kind of upgrades going on. Which is I mean, I guess it's fine, but it's it gets a little redundant and hard to like want to keep going for some stuff like that. Yeah. I have a feeling season 15 will have a very similar experience when it comes to whatever the recaster and the uh, seasonal activity grind is going to be. Yeah. You know, I, I have this very distinct feeling we're going to see the same. If the criticisms do reach uh, Bungie's ears in a way that they go, yeah, we can probably rechange everything. Most likely when Witch Queen hits, if not the season after, we'll probably see an improvement. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take time for them to come up with something new. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't I don't foresee it happening right away. Yeah, but oh, definitely. There's been a lot of feedback, not necessarily constructive, but... Wait, what? The Destiny community not giving constructive, quality, calm, rational feedback? <laughs> no! I didn't, I didn't want to have to be the one to let you guys know about that. I'm so, oh my god, you've ruined my life, Fenge. How They've dare been pretty you? pretty calm these past couple of days. I don't know what you're talking about. Because you haven't been looking where <laughs> we've been looking, Bacon. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Christ, I thought with with all the shit that I saw on Tuesday, it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, this it was is, like a, it was a seismic temper tantrum, but I don't want to go into that yeah, drama. Don't I, I don't want to touch that. The there was a couple of things <laughs> that went down this week that was just absolutely ridiculous with the vitriol levels, and I, I don't want to touch that shit. So, you know, let's see. So far, recap. Story intro, awesome. Override, we like it. Helm, when it comes to the recaster and the splicer yeah. gauntlet, it's like, eh, all right, well, it's it's the more of the same. Fine. Let's actually talk about the more important stuff. Here's the loot we're getting. All righty. Do we want to talk about the guns or Bacon wants to talk about the armor? Because I, he's probably vibrating right now to talk about his armor. No, 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 no. I'll, let, let me just start it off. Let me just start it off. All right, you, start you start with the armor. Start with the armor. Start yeah. with the armor. The armor... I won't really like even even like talk about the Titan and the Hunter. Uh, the Hunter haven't dropped like I haven't gotten any drops. I know like it's like you it's like you see a lot of people that got pissed off that the freaking armor was taken away from 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 the seasonal pass, and I'm oh, so yeah, freaking that, okay that. with it. I am so freaking okay with it because now I can go into the activity and get armor. That's awesome. Now I can stay in an activity for freaking hours just getting what I want, and it's nice because you're getting rewarded for it. Yeah, that's something so, you've, you've mentioned repeatedly for the past few months. It's something that you were hoping would be a quality of life change. I'm glad you're getting what you want. Dude, it's like, it's like if, if you want people to stay in your activity, put the armor there. Put your guns there, and that's exactly what they're doing, and it's been nonstop. I'm, I'm getting in there quick as hell, and I'm like, this is nice because I can I can actually go for rolls. I can go for armor rolls. I can go for everything. It's all there. Mm-hmm. Instead of okay, let me check the season pass. Let me see where I'm at. And oh, that's a good one, Bob. No, fuck that shit. Put it in the goddamn activity. Let me play for it, and I'm in there. I'm in there the entire freaking day. I don't care. 
Yeah, I just wish I could earn ether in the event because then I could be in there longer. Mm-hmm. You don't earn ether in the event. You also don't earn any progress towards the um, seasonal. I'm gonna say pursuit weapon, the fusion rifle. It completing the seasonal activity does not count as progress. Oh sure. So you have to actually go back to like Gambit and Crucible and Vanguard Strikes to get the progress going, which is okay. But I would like yeah, to see that change so I, I can stay in the seasonal activity and while also mm-hmm. making progress and something like that. That's just a minor thing to me. Now, you're happy about the base sets of armor. Yep. And I know you've seen the the ornaments that are on the pass. What do you think of mm-hmm. those? The ornaments, though, I think the only one that I really like, mm-hmm. and it's literally the gauntlets for the Titan. <laughs> Everything else I don't really like. I have. Just, uh, what was that? Are you just talking about the Titan only, or are you talking about out of all the classes? The only the, the, the only thing I, I like is just the gauntlets for for a Titan. Wow, that's it. The gauntlets wow. for every single the other armor like ornaments for the every single other class for warlock, hunter the the rest of the armor for for the for the Titan. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. I like the basic ones. Okay. Especially with all that fur on. I can feel that. Dude, oh my god. I'm I'm always gonna wear that one. Bacon likes it here. Like, Alright, we got it. It's yeah, like we know it. thank you for the trans mode, because I know I'm gonna be wearing that specific <laughs> one on my war like the entire freaking time now. Thank you for laughing, Benj. <laughs> thank you for laughing at that. <laughs> I got you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hear you, I hear you, but I I'll just say for me. Uh, looking at the base sets, I think the base sets are cool. I actually like that they're very alien looking. They're very elixney looking, and unlike the stuff that we got in Forsaken, which was kind of like I want to say kit bashed, what we would expect a fallen to look like a kit bashed fallen. These really look like elixney pieces of gear. I do really like the hunter ornaments, though. I like the cape the most the hunter uh, class item because it's a bunch of wires mm-hmm. instead of having a, a, a piece of cloth in the back it's wires and the 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 lighting goes up and down the wires like electricity it's like a pulse it's rather neat looking when you see it and it kind of all moves a little bit independently when you're running around i just it's like that's that's cool looking to see for me i i do give the art people a bunch of credit because they regardless if we like the gear or not i can pretty much say that we all appreciate the amount of hard work they put into it and they consistently make things look neat even if it's not your particular cup of tea it looks neat and for somebody else you've made their day when they'll see it it's like dope looking armor just not for me but i like that fur you keep making fur man i got you baby let's go yeah yeah so we, that's just the basic armor stuff, but now there's like three new exotic armor pieces that came out, all pants. And <laughs> did you guys get did you guys get any of them? Because I, I got I got the hunter one at least, but I've seen the other I've seen the warlock one in action, and I got all three of them, and they feel freaking great. That warlock one's so fucking <laughs> broken. Oh my god, the thing's so goddamn broken. Let's, let's, all right, let's, let's go do, with the Star Eater. Hmm. Yes. 
I just want to say about the warlock, I do like I don't have any of these armor pieces, but I know what it does mm -hmm. to an extent. Um, I really like what they've done with warlock exotics and working like being able to pair them with weapons. Yeah. Like you yep. got the gloves that work with Thorn and the boots now that work with Lumina. Lumina. Mm hmm. And I just think that's really cool. I just want to throw yeah. my, that in there. Oh, yeah. They got to do more of that. They have to. I agree. There should be a synergy between armor pieces and exotic weapons. There should be some kind of synergy between it. And I don't mean that, like the Titan's pants, which it synergizes with anything that's a solar weapon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's such a. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god if you if you thought if you hated igneous hammer in the crucible to begin with a titan a wearing those solar <laughs> pants they're gonna make your life a living hell if you're a stasis user especially mm -hmm. but the, like, i'm gonna go with this freeze me right <laughs> and now i'm doing and now i do more damage to you with my solar gun yep you're fucked i'm telling you not forgotten with them, with them bitches on. Oh my god! Yeah, it's a beautiful freaking thing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> now we have this Star Eater scales. Let's let's start with them. Um, what the other two are because I don't have them. But Star Eater scales are the leg armor for the hunters that kind of look like denim chaps with seashells kind of glued to them. That's just oh. my initial thought of it. But the perk comes with it. it's called Feast of Light. Uh, you gain additional super energy from orbs of power you pick up. While your super energy is full, picking up an orb of power overcharges your super up to times four, causing you to gain a burst of healing when cast and a bonus to your super damage. At maximum overcharge, you gain an overshield. Now, the, the, the damage increase only applies to you, but I've seen this being used and it's like all right i'm going to tether you and now i'm going to do 140 percent more damage to you <laughs> jesus yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it's bad news man <laughs> but this is this is only for like you know it only affects the hunter itself uh you can charge up a times four with these pants on and be bottom tree uh, golden gun, which is the one that you paired normally with Celestial Nighthawk, except it's a Celestial Nighthawk taking all three of your shots, putting it into one that's at six times damage. If you hit three crits with this, with those pants on at max, you're doing more damage than a Celestial Nighthawk precision shot. Wild. Think about that for a moment. That's That's crazy. That is strong. It's strong. Yeah, with a capital K at the end hey. of it. It is strong. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a kind of a once and done type thing. When you're out of your super, that's it. It goes away. Mm -hmm. Those warlock pants, though, the effect doesn't go away. If you're no. on a large enough fire team, I don't even remember <laughs> what the hell they're called. But basically, it generates these things, uh, the, like little orbs that like track out to people in your fire team. That if you're in a healing rift, will heal you. If you're in an empowering rift, will empower them on contact. And as long as you're standing in your rift, the person that cast it, and everybody else is picking up those orbs that are being generated that don't stop being generated, your rift timer freezes in place. 
Yeah. And and your riff doesn't go away. And you just keep doing this. And if you have Lumina, like Venge said, it generates noble rounds for you up to times five. So you're also shooting noble rounds at your people in your team, on your fire team, while buffing them everywhere else automatically with these tracking orbs and keeping yourself safe with an overshield because you're standing in your own well. And it works with freaking Well of Radiance. What a freaking magical. Well, it doesn't. Like, I don't think it ex- that extends the I use of Well of Radiance, but it's like, <laughs> Jesus, what the hell? <laughs> this, 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 I love it. This is finally the, the, the super healer that I've wanted to see a warlock do for a long time. It actually has made, for me, Lumina seem useful. Like more viable. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. This is this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable stuff. I bravo for taking a bold chance on the seasonal pants here. Even the Titan one. I'm sorry. I, I know people I've seen people complaining that it takes an exotic to counter stasis. But I mean if you're gonna give an exotic to a class to counter stasis i can't see one more fitting than the titan because you might actually pull titans away from playing behemoth if they could play a solar class with these pants on because they or, would just go to town just with those. yeah just use Jotun. there yeah that, there's that too <laughs> xenophage you know there, there's there's ways around it but uh, uh, congratulations these these are these feel like exotic armor pieces to me because uh-huh. they're rather exotic I, I can't get over how powerful they are we will get to the seasonal artifact mods later but for me when I, I look at these exotics I'm going they're broken they're broken the hunter one and the warlock one are broken broken with capital K <laughs> yeah, they're strong for the K they're equally broken <laughs> in all caps it is just the wrong very wrong I, I see builds for these coming for upcoming raids that are just going to trivialize raid difficulty. If you don't have these boots, you're not coming in here. Just another Galhorn. Yeah. It, yeah, it's going to be wild. <laughs> it's going to be wild. All right. So we mentioned that those armor pieces were broken as hell. Yep. And we need to get to the guns. Guns. I think if you play it a little bit, you probably at least got one or two. I got a couple. Mm-hmm. I think they're not bad. I do like the aesthetic of these um, elixir-looking firearms that are mm-hmm. very Vex um, network-looking colors on them. They're awesome. I think my favorite out of the group right now, of all things, is the auto rifle. It's called the Chroma Rush. Big fan. A big fan. It's a 720 RPM auto rifle. I have 51 rounds of the mag. It's a rapid front, rapid fire frame. Uh, the roll I ended up really digging right now has hammer forge, flared magwell, dynamic sway reduction, and rampage on it. Nice. God damn. With a, I think, a range masterwork. So it, it basically the dynamic sway keeps it my deviation when I'm firing just up and down. So it's not going side to side. So it's easier for me to laser in on somebody's head 
and yeah. Rampage, I start stacking Rampage. You just start chewing through enemies with this thing. It, it, it is a lot of fun. Uh, I've yeah, also gotten the the Farewell Sidearm that has uh, what the hell, Vorpal on it. <laughs> Unstoppable Sidearms are a lot of fun with Vorpal on your sidearm. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's pretty neat. That's a good roll. Yeah, uh, the ignition code is the breach kinetic grenade launcher. It's been a while. It's been a hot minute since we've had a kinetic grenade launcher. That's breach. I think of was it mountaintop and malicious the, birthright. Yeah, malicious birthright were the the two that I can think of. Uh, this is good. This is fun. It can roll with spike grenades on it. Mm-hmm. It, it has a lot of options to it. I think the one I have has spike grenades and like thresh. Dude, Which surplus th- and thresh. Mm. Well, this thresh is a fun perk. I'm, I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, mine has a quick draw and thresh with spike grenades. So I can whip that thing out very quickly and do some damage. And the farewell sidearm has rangefinder and vorpal on it. <laughs> Damn. You know, there's there's some really fun combinations, and there's a lot of really neat little perks that come with it. I've gotten mm-hmm. only one grid skipper. That's the um, void pulse rifle. The roll is not very good at all for me, and I feel it reloads a little bit too slowly. But I can see where this thing will be really, really useful. And people will have a lot of fun with it because they get a really good roll that they like. Mine just is not for me. And though, in my opinion, it is not on par with my dad rifle, which is the time worn spire that for me is pretty much freaking God roll pulse rifle or my bygones that I had from forsaken. It's not on that level, but it's a decent pulse rifle. It has a good feel to it. It's just, I feel it's a little on the uh, slow side when it comes to aiming down sights for the role that I have in reloading, but it's good. I can mm-hmm. see positives for it. Sojourner shot, Sojourner shale, uh, the, the Sojourner's tail is the shotgun. I basically vaulted, never really used it yet. Uh, shattered ciphers, the LMG. I've messed around with it. It feels like an LMG. I haven't seen anything, any combination that I got that really is outrageous. I mm-hmm. still kind of prefer my uh, seventh serif saw more than that. Sure, but it, it could do some work. I did manage to get my hand on the Gambit SMG, which is borrowed time. Very first match Gambit this season, lost, and I got two of those things to drop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I, I I'm not going to turn that down. Um, the one that I've been using has Thresh on it. I feel it fires like a little bit of a laser beam. I, I don't see a lot of deviation to it. and It's up in the air. It's not like the Trials SMG that's out there this weekend. That thing is borderline. Um, was it Ascross said that it was... He felt with a particular role to it that it was as broken or as much fun as having Recluse before any nerfs. Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I know Kill Clip is one of the the things on his roll. I think Mm -hmm. the other one's like heating up. And 
just the gameplay footage of it is just crazy. It's it's a weapon that if I if I want to go for it, I have to go into trials, and I really don't want to go into trials for it. But I might mm-hmm. I might drag some people along with me, and we'll see if we can get our hands on one on another weekend when it goes live. I don't want to do it this weekend. I did get a plug one from the Nightfalls because that was the Nightfall reward this week. That's the fusion rifle. Oh sure. The role I got is basic standard fusion stuff. Nothing too wild. No crazy new perks on it. Uh, but it felt solid. It, it hit pretty decent. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm interested in what a um, adept version of the plug one might feel like when that opportunity uh, presents itself. What what weapons have you guys got? Have there's any ones out there that you thought? you got a roll on that you're really in love with that you got to play around with. Um, I know you haven't I been got, playing a lot, Bench. I haven't been playing a lot, but I've managed to get a few of the weapons to drop, but I have the only one I've actually used has been the Chroma Rush. And it's nice to have a good 720 auto rifle. I got Dynamic Sway and Thresh on it. I'm a big fan of that. Um, haven't used the Pulse. I've heard a lot of good things about the Pulse. Um, the machine gun is all right. I I threw backup mag on the one that I got, and it's got 109 rounds in it. Oh, wow. It can have a lot of bullets, um, but it, it also shoots, like, really, really fast, so it's kind of a low damage output for what you're doing, which makes sense to have as much ammo as you do, but... And then I did get from I think it was from a strike the uh the Vanguard grenade launcher. Oh really? You got your hands on that. Uh, okay. The empty empty vessel. Yeah. Solar and the one that I got to drop um has blinding nades, thresh. Oh why will not show that perk? And underdog? Which is okay. pretty neat. Uh, I haven't used it yet, but it's got blinding on it, so I'll probably be using it a decent amount, and it could be could be good to bring into some nightfalls in the future with solar shields and just to blind some enemies and have that yeah. unstoppable mod. So, oh yeah, unstoppable <laughs> grenade launchers. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's going to be a wild time. <laughs> Just wait, folks. We haven't got to the seasonal perks yet. <laughs> the seasonal mods yet. Uh, yeah, the, I, I want to get my hands on that breach, that Vanguard breach grenade launcher. It, I like grenade launchers, and that's uh, that's speaking my language. I'm hoping to get one sooner than later. Bacon, like what have you that, been messing around with? I got the same grenade launcher, but I got it with, uh, with Danger Zone. <laughs> like the best perk I've ever heard. It's like it sounds so nice. It reminds me of like freaking like a like movies and shit. I got the all chroma. I, all I hear I when the... I hear danger zone is the Sterling Archer. Danger zone, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I I I got the chroma with heating up and like handling masterwork, and there's pretty much no. There's no recoil to that son of a bitch, dude. It's so nice. Yeah, yeah. I got a, I got the the sidearm farewell with sub, substance and multi kill clip. Oh, 
It's nice. Ooh, it's real nice. I got that's the, rude. I got the the fusion rifle, the known composure. Mm-hmm. I got the shotgun, quick draw surrounded. The gun, the machine gun was alright. It's, it's in the it's in the vault. The crucible one? Mm-hmm. Servitors. I mean survivors. That word. I can't say that word. <laughs> Killing wing thresh. Yeah. Yeah, these guns are these guns are very worth the grind. Very worth. Yeah. They're really fun. Oh, definitely, definitely, and uh, I can't wait to see some of these because there's a whole bunch of brand new perks that Bungie unleashed this season, and I can't wait to see how they're going to synergize as the season's going on with other new perks that they introduced last season, like Frenzy. I know Frenzy got a little bit of a nerf to it just to kind of tone it down slightly, but it's still bonkers as far as I'm concerned. I've been in a firefight now for 10 seconds. Now I'm getting a bonus to my damage. And being in a firefight just means you're either being shot at and taking damage or you're doing the shooting. So, yeah, okay, that and some of those new ones, it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. It, uh, the, the name of the, the, the hand cannon is Survivor's Epitaph. Okay. For anybody, anybody wondering, it's Epitaph. Yeah, good stuff. I think that they knocked it out of the park with these weapons, and we haven't even seen them all yet because we got the raid weapons coming. Then there's the time loss variants of the raid weapons. We got the raid exotic. Vex Mythoclast is back on the menu, and it's it's been changed from its original form, but I can't wait to get my hands on one. Hopefully RNG will be nicer to me than it did with Eyes of Fucking Tomorrow, but that's just me can't wait to do it but what really makes these weapons shine this season though are some of these seasonal artifacts on the you know the mods that come with the seasonal artifacts you unlock i have to give them props for giving me a farewell sidearm with rangefinder and vorpal on it when in the same season you're giving me unstoppable sidearm hey rangefinder man i'm further away I'm not within complete sidearm range here for that unstoppable ogre to like, bur- you know, bore through me. I'll be able to mm-hmm. knock it down. Uh, I like uh, with the Chroma Rush having barrier auto rifle. I haven't tried yeah, it out and- yet with our adept um, shadow prices that we got last season, but I can say it'll probably be a lot of fun there too. But the yeah. Chrome Rush, oh my god, I've never watched a barrier shield go down faster than when we were using Barrier Sniper. Oh, yeah. It just chews it up. It's like, pfft, dead. <laughs> it's, it, it, they're stunned. Mm-hmm. It's so, so, so good, so good. Daddy needed breach and clear for grenade launchers. I, I needed something to make grenade launchers even that much nastier as somebody that likes grenade launchers, both heavy and breach loaders. I needed something like this. And I, I'm eagerly looking forward to unlocking it on the seasonal artifact. But there was Very another one worse. on the... Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's worth it. I'm sure it's worth it. I, I know a couple of people that have it unlocked, and they're, they're, they they cackle when they're using mm. it. Uh, but there was one that I really wanted to unlock, because I also like stuff like, you know, um, Chain Reaction and Dragonfly and Firefly, when we finally get our hands on it from the uh, Vault of Glass guns. There was one called Energy Accelerant. 
I'm never going to get an opportunity to use it as it, it came out of the box, so to speak, at the start of the season, because Bungie has already, as of this recording, disabled it until further mm-hmm. notice because it was just too fun. I, I'm I'm putting it that way because, it, I mean, there could be other issues that we obviously don't know behind the hood, like the way it was interacting with other weapons that may not have been intended to, in, in, increasing the damage to it. You know, that could have been causing problems in the system, which might cause other, like, cascading errors that happen and people getting booted out, more and more people getting their hands on it, et cetera, and so on. There could be yeah. mitigating factors to it. I'm just saying, you know, the, the, it's, just, it's just not all me being sarcastic and saying because they took away our fun, but, you know, sometimes it does kind of feel that way. I, I will admit to it. If it didn't cause these cascades and stuff in it, I really wish they would have kept it in there. Because not just working on Dragonfly or Firefly or Chain Reaction as it was intended to, like, it worked with Ace of Spades, causing an explosion with this Dragonfly. Magnamera on the Oxygen Scout Rifle from multiple seasons ago that's been sidelined, it worked. It worked in PvE. It worked in PvP. It doubled the shard damage on Telesto. If you put in alt-fire mode with the Symmetry Exotic Scout Rifle, which fired electric balls that were tracking, that did more damage if you got kills in regular fire mode, but you didn't need to with Energy Accelerant, you could two-tap people in the Crucible with it. Um, Thunderlord, its explosion did more damage and had a bigger blast radius. Ruinous Effigy, when you got the ball in your hand and slammed it into the ground with the slam attack, it had an almost 9 meter radius explosion that did 600 points of damage to any guardian standing in it. I'm just talking crucible numbers. Thank you, Asset Cross, for doing all the math and the research. I think I'm going to link the video in the description so you can see all this stuff. Because a lot of people aren't ever going to get that now. They're not going to get to play with it. And it's kind of a shame. I'm I'm kind of disappointed. I'm hoping that if their entire reason for pulling it was to preserve the sanctity of Vault of Glass's day one raid race, they come out and say it on the TWAB this week, coming up before Vault goes live on Saturday. I would love to see it return as is, but they're fixing it kind of disappointed because energy accelerant made me excited when i saw it was had all these different interactions with other weapons that i haven't used in a while that i kind of wanted to bring out like i don't use sunshot i'm not a sunshot person it worked on sunshot and i'm like i might try sunshot now because of it Mm. it's a shame i i would like to see one seasonal artifact that does some really really freaking wild stuff just stay for a season and then go away. You know? Yeah. I, 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 I'm disappointed. I understand they need to kind of maintain some kind of balance, but some of the most fun I've had in this game not, wasn't necessarily balanced. I think mm. Venge and I can wax on poetically about Age of Triumph at the end of Destiny 1 where you could go into strike playlists or nightfall strikes, and it had that modifier that overfilled your light abilities. Grenades for days. Supers almost instantly refilled. All that stuff. We would play these playlists for hours. Oh, yeah. Do you remember going in where we're like both playing uh, Solar Titans with 
the napalm grenades and the uh, the furnace chest piece. So we're getting yeah. two grenades. Yeah, that shit was wild. <laughs> it's, it's just, the, the whole floor was fire. It was nonstop fire. I'm shocked that our games didn't blue screen. Yeah, but we no just, but we would laugh. We would have such a good time with it. And I kind of miss those moments in this game. I have not seen something like that in Destiny 2 since that one spring event where you got to choose like those concoctions you could drink if you wanted to increase your melee ability, your class ability, or your grenade recharge. And people hated it because you could take yeah. it into the Crucible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it got replaced with Guardian Games, which is a whole different other story. But I kind of miss that stuff. I miss Mayhem. Mayhem's, I would like something else a little bit more outside of the Mayhem playlist, like in the Strike playlist. Yeah, I'd like <sighs> to see that modifier come back for Strikes, and I don't think it's ever going to. That was... Yeah. That made just running Strikes worth it and just more fun than it is, because now, I mean, Strikes are still not... They're not terrible, but they get kind of mind-numbing really quick. Strike scoring also helped, too. That's true, yeah. Scoring towards the end of Destiny 1 was a big deal. Yeah. But this is... Uh, energy Accelerant... Uh, your life was cut short way too early. And also, <laughs> folks, don't don't blame Telesto. It had nothing to do with Telesto breaking the game. Telesto did not Telesto the game. This mod interacted with a whole bunch of weapons in a way that it probably wasn't intended and was far, far too abusive and way, way too much fun for people to abuse. And yeah, so it, it died. And it's a shame. And I miss it. And I cry that I'll never get to use it. Bacon may have like whipped. Bacon, you got to play with it a little bit before it went away, but you didn't know that it was interacting with everything. I didn't like knew. I, I, I mean, I saw the video very, very late, and I, I just went, "What the hell?" I was like, "I can play with all of these." Pretty much a couple hours later, oh, it's gone now. I'm like, oh, <laughs> all I used it was with like Salvo, and that's yeah. it. And I can imagine with like Salvo with like a dragonfly spec thrown onto it plus energy accelerant, the explosions yep. were enormous. Oh my god. I uh or one out for the homie. <laughs> energy accelerant. I wish I got to know you, buddy. <laughs> one mod I wanna touch on really quick is the sure. hammer of war mind for the artifact yes. with uh Warmind cells being able to get used on Overload and Unstoppable Champions is uh, mm -hmm. really fucking cool because I really like running Warmind cells. Yes. And especially in like high-end content, it's been a little hard to use them just because they're not as strong. But now that there is an actual use for Warmind cells for champions, I'm I'm really excited for the idea of being able to use them for champions and them be more uh, beneficial for the fire team overall. Well, did you also see the one that now void splash damage has a chance to create war mine cells too? Mm -hmm. Your void grenades, if you're running your Sentinel Titan now, <laughs> you can generate war mine cells with void weapons. And it's like, oh shit. It's <laughs> no longer solar. Mine cell. Yeah. And those those uh, mods what the the hammer of the war mines only one cost and the void splash damage is only three so it's not even taking up a lot of space in your armor for mods which is also really cool 
and then throw on global reach so it has an even farther reach when you detonate that war mine cell. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna so, go back to my my full war mine cell build that I had for I can't a while. Wait. Just because it's gonna be fun to see. It's, it's gonna be gonna fun be to fun see. To use. I can't wait. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I haven't even like the, thought about builds yet with the new seasonal stuff, like but I'll get there. Mod, the best artifact mod I think they've made. Yeah, it's, this is solid. There's a lot of solid stuff on it, even with the removal, the for now, of energy accelerant. That's mm-hmm. fine. I, I, I'm hoping if they can fix it, and at least you get to play around with it as it was intended with those three type of things. But if they can't, if you're going to replace it, put the void grenade one back on that weakens. I would like that to the return, please. Darkness. Yeah. yeah, give me that one. At least give me something I can use my void grenades with, you know. When I'm playing a void character. Well, I, I think that's it, guys. Um, I think we're done. No returnal thoughts because we're, we're way over time. Even we had some technical issues on our side, too. Yeah. It is what it is. I think overall it's been a good week to start. I can't wait to see how it goes for the rest of the season. I hope it, hope it stays pretty strong because it's off to a, a good start, I think. Even with my um, limited playtime. Next week, though, is, well, Saturday is the release of Alta Glass. That thing goes live. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you guys doing your day one raid attempt? Uh, I'm, I'm planning on at least going for the, the regular version before the challenge mode, yeah. There is no regular version. I mean, the, the contest mode before the challenge Oh, before, mode, the, like the right, first. okay. I'm not going for gotcha, world gotcha. first, but I am going for a day one. Well, yeah, I think this upcoming TWAB will talk more in depth as to what to expect, plus rewards and whatnot, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking, you know, depending on <laughs> how much rating you're going on, we may or may not record the next day, because we typically record on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But we'll cross that when we get there, so we there, there might be a delay between this episode and 31. We, we will just, we'll figure it out. Don't worry. Just uh, follow us. Follow us at on Twitter at podcast underscore hidden, and that will you know keep you up to date. We'll use the Twitter feed to update if we're gonna take a week off or something due to the raid race that first weekend. Because I personally want to play on Sunday after contest mode is over. Mm-hmm. That's when I want to go in. Yeah, so, we'll see how it is, but. If you like the rest of the shenanigans, anchor.fm slash hg dash podcast. Go there. Our link tree is there. Also, on our Twitter page, in the pinned tweet at podcast underscore hidden is our link tree access. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on our streaming platforms, normally Twitch, stuff like that. You know, hey, give us a shout out. We appreciate it. But if not, we appreciate you listening. We, we we love that we're building a small audience and we're liking that we're getting some interaction with them. Thank you for joining us on our journey here through 30 episodes. And here's to more, fellas. Sir. So uh, we'll figure out what we're going to do next week. Chances are it's going to be talking about Vogue somewhere. Vault of Glass is going to be the big thing, plus anything that might happen this week during the season. Mm-hmm. You know, And if there's any interesting tidbits in the TWAB, We'll kind of throw it your way too, just to kind of keep you abreast of every situation. Otherwise, 
This is Outrider signing off. Have a good one, everybody. Be well. Take care. Bye-bye now. Thank you for listening. Okay, bye.